Coxie's having a yarn cause he's got nothing better to do Coxie's having a yarn and one day he might have one with you Hello, yep, alright let's do this <laughs> um, <laughs> Off to Vance's son, I've just um, pulled, the pulled the Yeah, pulled the equipment on. Okay, uh, welcome to, I believe this is episode six of Have a Yarn With Me, Aaron, the Aaron Gox podcast. I don't like talking in my own, Aaron what do you call, is that first person or third? Third, third. third. I say first. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so a special welcome to our guest, comedian Chris Ryan. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Goxie. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm still feeling my way, so it's very uh, rusty, but bear with us. But yeah, yeah. Um, Going to have a, a fun chat. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. So um, you're up here for the Brisbane Comedy Fest. How's that going? Mate, it's good. It's a good festival. I mean, Brisbane, just being in Brisbane is yeah. nice at this time. Lovely of weather year. at the moment. Yeah, yeah May. Actually, um, the Brisbane Comedy Fest, I did it my own solo show for the first time last year. Right. Which is pretty far into my um, career. Yeah, How yeah. long have you been doing it? Oh, too long, mate. 15 years. Are yeah, you serious? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Um, How old are you? 15 years into it in my hometown fest, decided to ask me. But oh uh, it's good. No, but I've done heaps of um, those uh, lineup shows, you know, with yeah, those yeah. five acts. Spots. We had uh, some funny titles. It was Brisbane Born and Bred, but it was B-R-E-A-D. Oh. <laughs> I always think that's like... That sort of stuff is like, oh, it's a bit of fun for us, but then it's like might put off the public because it's like, is that what the humour is like? like <laughs> yeah, but that that is what the humour is like. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I didn't bring you on here to insult my. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, fantastic festival. Um, um, hasn't been around as long as some some of yeah. the other ones, but um, oh, it's been around a while now. The but powerhouse is nice. Yeah, I love yeah. that it's all concentrated there. Yeah, well, for a long time it was hundred percent there, and then a couple of years ago they've added in um, a couple more Fortitude venues. Valley. Yeah, well, because um, last musical. year I did the Tivoli, mm. which is a, a beautiful old um, building in the valley, and um, actually it was like the main theater is like massive, and I've seen bands there over the years and that, and I was like really excited. Mm. I'm on it. And then my show was in the bar out the front. <laughs> you probably, um, you know, like there's that's a common theme with fest where you, of the, course the the venue you get given is it's it called can be the big, big one. and then you're in the like you're in the little ro- the room, room that holds the mops it. and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Because I did Enmore in yeah, Sydney. And I was same. in a little room out the back. I yeah. know. Um, in Melbourne, obviously the Town Hall has a lot, and then um, yep. Forum is a common one where. Mm. Um, people get like there's actually literally one called the carpet room where they store the carpet. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, but um, it's all part of fest, you know. Yeah, getting that the 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 highs and the lows, like getting that cool venue. Oh yeah, and then, but um, it's also great going to a small room because you've yeah. got more chance of filling it, and mm. it has a really intimate vibe. Yeah, totally. And um, so the the Brisbane Comedy Fest was great for me for like, um, you know, like showing me that there was more to comedy than what I was in because I was trapped in that little scene thing where you you got a five minutes type five, you know, that sort of thing. And mm. then for me it was very like um, I set a very low bar where I was comparing myself to other acts and I'm like, oh, I've got a better type five than them, which is very – and then the the acts would come up from down south and, and the, you get to see these full shows, like the yeah. narrative and all that. Yeah. yeah. So it was great for me to see that, you know. Yeah, like, it's yeah. an interesting thing to learn about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, that's awesome. You're having a great time here. So um, thanks for coming on. So basically on, on this pod, um, I just yeah, I want it to be a fun chat, get to know the guests. Sure, so um, 
How about we go go right back to the start? Um, right. <laughs> can you tell us a bit like where you're from, upbringing, that yeah, sort of thing? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, pre-comedy, um, would you believe I, I when I was three months old, my family moved to India, so I was raised in India. Wow. Until I was nine. So do you have many memories? Oh, of lots. That? Yeah. yeah, heaps, heaps. And then my parents went back there when I was seventeen, so I got to go back for about six years, once a year, to see the place I grew up in. That's amazing because I've never been out of Australia. Oh, haven't you? I'm, yeah, I'm hoping it one day, but yeah. never been out of Oz. So I do feel I'm missing that little oh, bit of different cultures and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> um, so that was my background and I don't know whether that informed my comedy, but I certainly, when we came to Australia, I didn't have any mates, that's for sure. We moved to Canberra and so I, basically Canberra is my hometown um, and I, yeah. from year five until like the end of uni, I was there. And then I moved down the south coast, was a journo for a while, uh, south coast of New South Wales. Wow. In like Batemans Bay, Maruya, that kind of area, Nowra, Huskisson. Um, awesome. And then um, moved to Canberra again, uh, you know, raised a family, started comedy. You know, at the age of 38, I entered raw comedy in 2012. Yeah. So I think this is, yeah, my, my 11th year. I, I love, because um, I, I love that. It's like such an interesting journey. Like, yeah, but mm. um, do you... Do you remember like any of like when, you know, when the family told you like, oh, we're going, you know, we're going to Australia or. Yeah. Well, I was three months old. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I, I meant the, like obviously not. Oh, you mean I didn't back. discuss with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I meant the India back to Australia. Sorry, I didn't word that very well. I have that no, problem. No, you did actually. I yeah. just didn't hear it well. Well, um, I, I, I understand that families don't run it through three-year-old babies. <laughs> no, We're making a move. I was sort of hijacked. You're you know just like, I mean? can I just have my dummy? Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to India. No, no. Yeah, um, going back yeah, well, to like, Australia. Yeah, well, it was um, exciting, man. Well, it is. Well, actually talking about that very early period because so you, the first thing you would have known was just to be, to be in, like, live in India. Yeah, that was and, my normality. Um. You know, obviously, um, you, <laughs> I was I was trying to put this in a good way, but did did you look different to everyone? Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, like, sometimes you can be in a if it's a community where there's yeah, more, um, you you find fellow Australians. Well, yeah, or, there was a lot of international people at yeah. this because pl- Dad worked in a crops research institute. It was international, so they went to an international school and had mates from around the world. Um, there were a few, you know, white people around, but ostensibly, I was. When we were on road trips and stuff, people um, used to try and squeeze my cheeks um, because that was good luck. It was considered good luck um, to squeeze the cheeks of a baby white kid, you know, um, back in the 70s. But, um, yeah, it was was good, I think, to grow up as a minority, you know. Mm, That's given you a perspective. Yeah, it gives me a a bit of... And very strong cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) I think they've lost their elasticity now, mate. (laughs) A hundred years old. Mm. Well, it is... um, it's funny you say that about the cheeks thing because it's like um, something that we think, oh, that's weird. And then I'm sure with different cultures, mm. there's things we do that oh. they think and vice versa. Yeah, and quite like, certainly they So it's be. like talking about perspective and stuff. I, I like to think of that of like not not be quick to judge of, of what's considered right, mm. wrong. I mean right and wrong, you've got obviously crimes mm. and stuff. But, um, you know, like – you probably know with my comedy, I talk a lot about like food and stuff. So, um, one of the thing is Western, where we can sort of Ugh, like they're eating that or they're yeah, eating yeah. this, and and to be open about that. And yeah, totally. Or it always makes me a bit cringe when people are like like, for example, you know, like, oh, stupid jokes like oh, Chinese put dogs in their food, mm. and then it's like, oh, so our meats are 
all right and their meats are wrong and you know yeah, it's a, just a bit of a ignorant kind of perspective yeah yeah, yeah. so um now i love indian food yeah. it's my favorite food on the yeah earth. yeah if i could eat it every day for every meal <laughs> i would and what uh, also um another question i think um when when you discuss india this is the, the common sort of and talking about jokes and stuff but you know when people like deli belly or mm. did you did you find anything with that like um does it did it like you know i'm not saying um you were living in an unclean conditions or anything, but was oh, it? You were, you were careful because yeah, yeah. Um, you couldn't eat, you know, so you couldn't drink water from just anywhere. You had to purify it and boil it. And, yeah. Um, back when I lived there in the 70s, you know, it was very, you had to be very careful. You couldn't eat uh, fruit and veg unless it'd been washed in that kind of clean water that you'd produced yeah. um, because you could get very sick. Um and, yeah, we would – my dad had a saying because he was always on the road in developing nations and he had to be careful to look after his gut as well. Um, and it was like if you can't peel it, boil it or prise it open, don't have it. Yeah. So if it's in a can, okay. If it's a banana or something, fine. Um, yeah. Or if it's boiled or cooked food, that's that's usually okay. But otherwise, you know, don't have a salad on the road, yeah. you know. Well, it is very interesting because, like, I try not to get caught up in – that all the talk of like lucky country, we should be thankful and all that stuff. But hearing that thing is I have grown up where I, you can just turn on yeah. a tap and it's fine. Well, even washing me as a baby, mum was worried, you know, in bathwater. Yeah. Because if I splashed it into my mouth, I could get very sick. That's amazing. So there was yeah. actually quite a lot of stress for my mum having a baby in India in the 70s and she didn't know the country. She was a, she was a Bondi girl. She grew up, you know, yeah. in Bondi and so did my dad. Um. And so the whole thing was quite an adventure for her mm. and to and quite brave if you think about it because there's plenty of people even today who would be scared to take a three-month-old overseas to be raised in a developing nation, you yeah. know, even though India's advanced a lot now. Back in the 70s, it was really basic and yeah. Um, so, yeah, you had to be quite um, bold to think of moving <laughs> there with a baby. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Mm. You've blindsided me there. I didn't know that was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's great. That's awesome. Because that's the thing. Um, you ask these questions, and you don't know if it's just going to be like, grew up in Sydney, went to yeah. school. Yeah, I guess you don't know. Do <laughs> yeah, you? but um, that's awesome. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, living in Canberra, as you said, and then um, so you went straight in, straight into work, or was there any like study or? Um, yeah, I studied a Bachelor of Arts. I did um, English and political science and French. Wow. Um, and I didn't even finish TAFE. <laughs> oh, man, it, it's not a competition, you know what no, I mean? No. Like people do what they do. I was lucky to, mm. to do that. Um, and then I – but I always wanted to be a journo, you know, so I, I went and got a cadetship after uni. I did waitressing until I got the job and got a job as a cadet journalist down the south coast at the Maria Examiner. Yeah, that's all. And that's – um, you might have noticed in – recent years has been talk of some of these towns like losing their yeah. paper and that and yeah. one of the things is it's such a great starting base for young journos. Oh, and, it's brilliant. Yeah. And you feel part of a community, you start to see how society works, you yeah. know. You feel responsible for your reporting, yeah. you know. And, and uh, one of the great things of country towns, which I love, is um, – you know, there's there's less ground for stories, so the the stories can be interesting. Of, oh um, yeah, you get a, you. I love reading local rag, and you occasionally find oh, a like yeah. pothole filled in Smith totally, Street. And, totally, But I um I was living in Ballarat in Victoria for a bit, and I knew a few of the journals there, and it was funny because a couple of times they came to me for like 
you know, because, you know, like using Facebook and stuff, post up anything funny mm. that happens or whatever. And then I'd be like, oh, I remember one was like, oh, my local Hungry Jacks got robbed. And then the guy I knew who I played footy with, who was the reporter on the local TV news, like called mm. me up, can I, can I talk to you about the Hungry Jacks <laughs> being robbed? So I know, I'm sorry I'm getting away from your life a <laughs> bit, but funny. just linking it to um, small town journalism yeah, and reporting. Yeah, look, I loved small town journalism. Yeah, yeah um, but I just love that, having having to find stories yeah. to fill in the space and the time co- compared to your biggest cities where Absolutely. just sheer population, there's yeah. crimes and politics happening. And The first story I ever had to do at the paper was... It was about an old lady who was in a wheelchair and lived out at a place on the coast that had just just nearby had been turned into a national park and she used to walk her dog um, in that area, like on with her wheelchair. Yeah. And um, and she lobbied the government, the state government, to allow her to give her a past so that she could still walk her dog there because that's where she lived and she couldn't go anywhere else. And I think we. I think that happened. I think she actually won that and the local member got her permission or something. But you, you think running the story hel- yeah, yeah, helps? Yeah, of course, oh, of yeah, course. Yeah. That's great when um, journalism can be used in a positive I way. Know, <laughs> and I think, you know, community journal- journalism is like that. It's You're very responsible to the community. If you get it wrong, they'll ring you up immediately the next day and just be like, you've got to correct that, that's not right. Yeah. Um, or, you know, that... Even small stories like about people raising money for someone that's trying to get through cancer treatment or you, it's just much more connected, you know, mm. and um, I think that's a lovely feeling. I think I always wanted to see what it was like to be part of a community Yeah. and I think through that job I, I did understand what it was like, you know. You saw who was the local government mayor, yeah. who was the councillor, you know. Did you ever get any like walking, you know, because uh, – Sorry, what was the te- – was that a bigger town, small – Small uh, – th- yeah. back then it was population 3,000. Wow, that's – yeah, so what I was going to ask, um, did you ever get like, you know, walking through the town like and, and you reported about something that someone didn't like and they're like, yeah, yeah, your dog, like <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I, no, I was too junior. Yeah. I didn't get those real oh, tough yeah. stories. But there were senior journalists that would do real tough stuff about the local government fights and mm. and and co- and write columns, opinion columns about how the mayor was doing a bad job, or you know, and yeah. and they would get called up by the mayor's office and stuff like There's that. So s- something I always think about with smaller towns is like sort of like police, lawyers, anything where you've got a, and even journalists mm. where it's like. You've got to act on stuff and then you've got to live with these people in a small oh, yeah. town. And, oh, yeah. It yeah. was quite an eye-opener, like doing court reporting for the first time because um, I had never experienced the court system. Yeah. Um, and I remember I got to interview a judge uh, once and, and I'd seen him in action the day before and there was a really difficult story about a young man who'd fallen off the rails and committed some crimes. And, and I remember saying to him, do you ever feel – you know, because we hear about the background of the kid in, in the court. I said, do you ever think, oh, well, you know, he's come from a tough background. Should you be lenient on him? And he's like, for all of the people who are who come from tough backgrounds, only like 1% of them commit crimes. Or, you know, or he had something. He's like, if, you know, yeah. there are so many people with ba- hard backgrounds who have not committed crimes. Yeah, yeah. So you can't just say everyone from a bad background deserves leniency. Because, but this, this is yeah. the thing with legal things is is the the morals the moralities mm. of things and that's what I often think with um def- defender 
defend defense defense lawyer. Defense lawyers. That's it. I was gonna say defender mm. lawyer. Yeah, where it's like, do I think this guy's done it, and I've still got to defend him and that sort of. Oh, thing. that'd be a tough job, yeah. don't you reckon? Yeah. Well, with with you talking about the um, reporting, mm. court reporting, um, w- was there ever a concern of um, you know with with legal? Oh, you have to be careful. Yeah, yeah, you, affecting, you know, like giving away evidence. Um, oh no! Well, you 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 you're taught how to what you're allowed to report on and what and how you've got to couch things and you know you have to with police stuff um, before it gets before the courts you've got to say alleged you can't say yeah. they did it you know you, there's a lot of things you've got to be careful about but yeah it was, it's it was, it's such a intimidating world because I've been looking into a bit of stuff and where they're like. Like it's like a famous case, but then can it get just sort of written off just because the jury knew too oh, much about it or yeah, something? Yeah, but that's know? really oh yeah, you know? yeah. If yeah, that's really about the journo's um, responsibilities. That's about the jury yeah. not doing what they're told. Like, don't read the media articles or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's that's um that was that was great. Like um getting into. And, and and that was for local like a local paper. Yeah, local it was rag, rural yeah. press. They they owned a they own a bunch of newspapers around Australia and radio stations. I think now, um, it was a Fairfax owned business, and um, yeah, I just progressed to bigger papers. I moved up to Nara, worked on a tri weekly called the South Coast Register. Met mm. worked with some great people. Where you know the people you work with is make or break. Um, mm. For whether you love a job or not, I, reckon, I mean, yeah. that's a beautiful area too. Like it the is. South and yeah, I lived at Huskisson. It's funny because the um, the guest I had on yesterday, he was originally from Aladulla. So that's oh, a similar it's a beautiful area. Yeah, area. Yeah. yeah, I've worked at the paper there too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bit of uh, cross, who was that? Cross, um, his name's Drew. He's a singer in a band called Totally Unicorn. Oh, okay. Punk band, yeah. But um. Yeah, I mean, there's so much Australia's got lovely parts, but yeah, some of those beach mm. areas are beautiful. Yeah, and, South yeah. Coast of New South Wales are pretty special. Always, uh, I, I, I want to go to that road that a lot of uh, like car ads use. I think it's in the Wollongong area. It's like a oh yeah, yeah road I over know the, the water. And <laughs> yeah, I know the one. My son yeah. lives in Wollongong now. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, enough uh, talk about enough promoting uh, South Coast tra- <laughs> yeah. tourism industry. But so true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Um. So, what what came next for um. Uh, after, oh, after well, the... I think I worked um, for the Council for Aboriginal Reconciliation for a while um, after where I was a journo. I did public affairs, um, so like media liaison, doing the other side of sort of media work, sort of putting uh, putting people before the, the media for interviews, writing articles myself, um, doing publicity, media releases, that kind of thing for the Council for Aboriginal Reconciliation. So I worked for the first time with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander leaders awesome. um, and I learned a lot about uh, what happened in Australia and it was actually my first real knowledge about that because I wasn't really taught in school just like yeah. all of us. And, um, and I think I was probably interested in that from coming from India and the background, yeah. you know, that I grew up with. So I wanted to learn more. Um, did that for a while, then ran my own business for about 20 years just doing communications and... Had had a family, you know. Started my family. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, so I've got two that kids. Cha- like, yeah, um, I had two daughters at early twenties. It changes your life a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was thirty. So yeah, that, that's probably the right way to do it. Oh well. <laughs> oh no. So there's no right way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm yeah. just mucking around. Um, 
Yeah, well, that's awesome. Um, so we've we've covered uh, up, you know, growing up and mm. and work and um, what what about just just general interests? What's some some things you love to do? Or? Oh, I love listening to music. I used to sing in a band. Um, oh, yeah. cover bands. Uh, for that's a while. awesome. Um, I I love going for big walks. Uh, I think it's really good for my head, getting out. Um, literally getting a different perspective walking yeah. around. You know, well, it's interesting. Um. Because I love music and comedy as well, and um, but people might think as like wanting to sing and wanting to com- to be a comedian, that might um, they might put that into the category of like, oh, you just love to be seen. But it's it's not really like that for us, hey. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do, Aaron. I like to, um, yeah. I do like to be. Uh, I like to be on stage. I do enjoy it. You know. Yeah. I feel like comfortable up there. I but, don't that, know why. but that's the thing. Sometimes I do have to ask myself, is like, stop and go, are what? you just because I'm like, obviously with the the socials, putting mm. up pics and stuff, and and like, yeah, I'd be lying if there is an element. Like, first and foremost, I just like to be a funny guy. Mm. But like, I think deep down inside, there is an element of like, look at me, or I like, guess, and that is embarrassing a bit because yeah. you know we're. You don't want to be yeah. like one of those sort of Instagram influencers that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. It's a fine line where yeah. I'm like. Um, Not that we ever would be, but that's why I thought it would be. In, <laughs> that's why I thought it'd be interesting to ask, like how you feel on that. Because, um, yeah. oh, it's it's that you mean the social media kind of aspect, or well, being no, on stage, like, yeah, wanting to be a performer. Ah, uh, like, yeah, I've had to. I've come through a few thoughts about that in in my time, and I used to just put myself down and just go, oh, you know, I'm just a show pony I'm just you know like oh it's not even a real job and that stuff but it is a fucking it's an exhausting uh emotionally draining uh not very rewarding financially job and um it happens to be what I love best in the world and and I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna criticize it or put it down anymore you know well that's where I think um like listening to your your journey and and I can see um, between me and you some some big similarities, like big differences. I, n- mm. I never had um, working in – I never, like, studied mm. or working in mm. those sort of fields. I was always more um, – a lot of labouring and yeah. just unqualified. They call it unskilled. It's not very nice. No, but it's not. Unskilled labour. But it's like, couldn't you call it something nicer? <laughs> but, um, but, the, but the, like, living those other things and then the determination to, like, I want to do this. Mm. But then absolutely 100% what you said is – um, it's the mental stuff that comes with it, and and self doubt, mm. and like, and just like, whoa, I got to keep trying to be funny, like. Yeah, it's surprising how exhausting it is doing an hour long show every night for mm. Melbourne, for example. Yeah. Just, and it's surprising that even though it's just an hour a day on paper for, mm. of work that you do, and that's not in a way of like, oh, poor ass, or no, like, no, no, because that's the thing. I was like, coming from labouring, I'd walk, I'd drive past. Uh, building sites like 6am and be like, oh, I'm glad I'm not on yeah. that. But the flip side totally. then is like, all right, tonight's show has got to be good. It's got to be funny. Mm. If word gets out, I'm no good. I'm not funny. I can like lose my It's momentum. emotionally exhausting. So, yeah. and, I, and I also find even though I in, really enjoy being on stage, I need to hide all day pretty <laughs> much so that I can have the energy for that because it's exhausting. Yeah. Uh, so I don't tend to socialise that much. I mean, probably a bit much sometimes. But, but like in the daytime, I I get a nap. You know, I'll just keep keep it quiet, just listen to music, play yeah. chess, do stuff like that. But even the socialising, like, 
I think it's a bit of a taboo thing. Like no one really wants to talk about it, but like because some of those words aren't nice, like networking, right? It's not a nice word. But uh, sometimes I'll go to those things just like let people know, like I'm out there, you don't know who you're going to run into. Like, a Yeah, I guess I don't really see it that way anymore. I know that's what happens for some people and that's how some people yeah. see it. But I've got to tell you, I won't go to something if it's a networking event. Like mm. if, I'll, if I've no, got like some I, friends yeah. to see, I'll go and hang with my mates. Yeah, I mean I didn't. I didn't mean like a hundred percent, but like, like say I'm at Melbourne Comedy Fest, right? I'm feeling a bit tired. Would mm. rather just go home, but then I can sort of like, all right, I'll go, I'll go to the bar, mm. like you know, like you don't know, like someone. It could just be someone who's like, you know, oh yeah, like so they see your face and it ticks off something where they might want to ask you to yeah yeah do something yeah I don't know like, yeah I mean depends just because the, the nature of us having to just. Keep getting that next work. That's yeah, it's what that's true. what I find. It's being true. like freelance is hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's why um, everyone wants that. Not every. I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people want that sort of. Whether it be like radio or, or something that's like, where mm. they say come in Monday for like a, a paid job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. You can just talk. Just go to. But it, I don't yeah. even think those jobs are like that. I think they're jobs where you're on and you do have to be funny and stuff, yeah. but you also have to. Read commercials. Mm. Well, there's high turnover, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, and it must be exhausting. Mm. Well, yeah, I was speaking to someone recently, and and that's what we actually discussed was the flip side to because the common thing is, oh yeah, go in six a.m. talk for three hours, go home, you got the rest of the day. But the flip side is, yeah, you've got to pretend that it's it, it's interesting to talk about the Kardashians <laughs> or something. That's the hard part. <laughs> I could like, yeah, I'm like trying hard. to like. You know those um like the talk back topics they do and it's like yeah I would be really struggling because I'm not too good at like like pretending I'm into something if um, I'm not I'm not either yeah. I can't that's where the hard work comes I like, can't oh. and then because I know like listening to them they're like say the news will talk about like and scientists have found that you should have two glasses of red wine a day and I I'd just be like yeah, that's bullshit <laughs> I couldn't get into the like oh that's funny like. Yeah, 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 I mean, if they let you be yourself, that'd be good. I yeah, suppose. yeah. Well, that's the dream. Mm. Just, I just want to like, I want someone to come along and just be like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna like pay you to just follow you around. Oh man, <laughs> you want fairy godmother stuff? I, I got these. Yeah, <laughs> the worst thing is I got these mates who encourage it. They're like, oh, someone should just follow you. You're a funny guy. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but it's, it's a dream. I mean, but it's of course, all, your mates are gonna say yeah, that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, it's nice, but. Yeah. I'll, yeah, um, cool. So, um, that's awesome. Music, um, family. Yeah. Yep. Um, so wh- what did you? Sorry, sorry if I uh, didn't listen. Probably what? What that's did right. you have for kids? I've got um, I've got a non-binary child, Eve, who is seventeen in in year twelve. Oh, awesome. And then I've got a son called Bill, who's at Wollongong Uni, in second year. So. Awesome. Yeah, it's um, they they. What do they think of mum? They're as great. A comedian? They're the best. Uh, they they're really proud of me. They tell me, and um, they're happy that I'm doing stuff that makes me happy. And um, they are very creative people themselves. Like they can sing and play music and different instruments, and yeah, they really value the arts. And um, so I'm just very proud. I mean, I'm very proud of them. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm. Awesome. Mm. Um. Sweat. <laughs> trying to work out where we should go next. Uh, I guess we'll go into the bit of the comedy stuff. Um, so yeah, started with raw comedy, as as yep. many of us do. Yeah. I did as well. It's a pretty common theme. Um, yeah. So um, 
Was there many expectations going on that or was it just like, let's see how no, we go? Or, yeah. not at all. I just thought it was enough to just go in it. I couldn't believe that I finally, you know, did. Um, and, yeah, I think um, it just showed me that that there was, a, there was something uh, that you can do. I didn't know about comedy. You know, I didn't know about open mm. mics. Yeah. I didn't know how to write jokes. I didn't, I didn't know what comedy really was, to be honest, and it mm. was just the start of that journey. Um, and it was a really good, you know, experience to see what people come up with, what how people think, how they express themselves, and then to start to learn the craft. I just kept going to open mics after that, you know, and yeah. I, to start to learn what people do and what tricks there are and, yeah. you know, how to do it. Yes, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting you say that because I feel quite similar to that as well. And um, my, my experience of stand-up growing up was there was a lot more of it on TV in the 90s. Mm. But so, but it'd be sort of a three, four minute spot, right? On like Rove or Footy Show, or whatever, mm. and they just do their best jokes they can. And so that was my upbringing of it. And someone asked me recently about um, if I've noticed any changes of um, comedy and and how people see it and things. And I feel like now younger generations are exposed more to like full specials as they call it which is basically mm. which is just a show right yeah. uh, and they call it like an hour an hour special whatever yeah. so the people are being more exposed to that full full shows um and and podcasts talking about the ins and outs of comedy yeah. as well that's a a big difference so i feel like yeah younger generations and and people now know know a lot more about comedy than previously People did, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that they're seeing enough live comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, that Netflix still seems to be the way that most people that I talk to that are not in the comedy world, they get their comedy from Netflix and so it's quite often American mm. um, or British or something and um, they really don't know enough about Australian yeah. live stand-up and as we know, coming to live stand-up, that's what we want them to do. You know, because yeah. most of us won't get on Netflix. Mm. We want them to come to our live shows, Absolutely. come see our festival shows, see our club yeah. sets and just be part of the ongoing audience for, yeah. for Australian comedy. Yeah, and I, I um, struggle with that a bit whereas like I don't like to record too much and put it out because I feel like it's a bit of a cop out but I feel like um, – live in the room get a better oh. experience then yeah it's so hard because everyone's giving away their content now yeah, and it's yeah. like that's the base level you have you're to expected now. to which yeah because i'm seeing it around mm. and i'm feeling like i'm not doing what everyone is where they're saying oh mm. check out my special on youtube and yeah i've got and one i'm now. thinking I like put one out two weeks ago yeah and it's um you know it's strange just giving away an hour of your intellectual property and you for free do you um because uh, yeah one of something I've got to admit to I'm not obviously not proud of it but I'm not a huge writer mm-hmm. so I do worry about like the burning burning they use the term burning material where it's like because oh, a big well, element of comedy is a surprise right yeah yeah well so that, you, that stuff's already dead like it's two years old yeah. I'm never saying it again yeah. wow that's amazing um, well, so that's I mean, something that freaks me out <laughs> oh well not never saying it again there would be bits in it that I'll use but it doesn't matter that the full show is out like for me. That show, it was a point in time two years ago mm. and it's time to let it go and it's not going on telly so I'm just going to give it away for free on YouTube, you know. Mm. But surely there's like – surely there would be like some or some great jokes in there you're like – would just oh, love yeah. to tell them. Again. Oh, no, I will. No, I, yeah. there are. Like there's the swimming pool joke which yeah. I, I often close with because it's a good joke but um, – Maybe I, maybe for your – 
Your comedy club spots. And, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not going in another festival show. Like yeah, I yeah. write a new one every year. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I do have to write. Like my, I don't know what your process is like, mm. um, but I have to. It's not good. <laughs> I, I write it down and then yeah. I edit it and then I try it out. Yeah, and then yeah. change it, you know, record it, listen to how it sound in the with the audience, and then fix it, you know. Yeah, it takes wow. A while. That's uh, yeah, like that's that's the thing. A lot of people are intrigued by the processes of of writing and performing, <laughs> and it's, but it's intimidating. It's, yeah, like to think because like for me, like the the jokes and bits progress where I add bits and mm. timing and stuff, and they get better and better, and then it sucks. It then you just got to drop it. How do you remember your jokes? Um, you, just you just, don't have them written down anywhere. I do, but um, yeah, but I mean, I'll add bits mm. as I go along, mm. and then, but yeah, like it's a shame that we have to do that where we can't use it again. And well, I mean, it's, I'd love to be a band and just play the hits, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> well, I mean, there's plenty of old school comedians that yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, and they're still touring, you know, and doing the same stuff, maybe. Yeah. But I think younger audiences, as they come through. Th- they're not going to keep going because they've got online content to choose from yeah. too. There's That's the other element is these days so many yeah. TikTok comedians and, and you know, influencers that um, are branching out into comedy because they have a yeah. popular Instagram page, you know. There's, I mean. And, and like we're trying to sell a ticket, right? And mm. so not only are we up against other comedians – but you're up against all the other choices. Like yeah. someone – I could just go to a restaurant. I could go to a footy game. Mm. I can go to – Whatever, like movies, you're up against options, obviously. Yeah, I guess you can only compare like with like. So if people are going to spend some money on comedy, you need to have a point of difference that Mm. they're looking for. I guess you've got to know what you've got. They need to know what you've got to offer for them. Yeah. And um, that's when it's – that's the hardest part, I reckon, of a career is building that audience who know you and want what you've got for them. Yeah. How do you get them, you know? Yeah. Things like this, I suppose, podcasts and that, but... Yeah, well, like, early on, because I'm just doing gigs around Brisbane, and it was a little bit like, well, when am I ever going to find people into it? But you have to believe in your product. Mm. You're like, yes, someone will like this. Mm, And just keep doing it, I suppose, until they find you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet. So the the Raw raw went well, yeah? Well, I got to the state final, and then I just sucked in my second gig, didn't know what I was doing. Um, and then I just kept doing open mics and it just sort of built from there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, like, yeah, years ago I was, um, like, coming up through the scenes, I'm keeping an eye on everything, mm. and then, then I kind of, like, went to just do my own thing for a bit. Um, and then I remember, you, um, you know, seeing you pop up and I hadn't heard the name before. Oh, and, yeah, right. And, like, yeah, my friend Billy. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. He's, he was plugging you and... Um, yeah, and like, and it was just like, oh yeah, I really want to check it because you know when something's getting buzzed, you want to check it out. And the, yeah, and so when I saw you, it was like awesome. Like, yeah, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, Likewise. Yeah, yeah, well, like, um, and then um, so just thinking when for things starting to go well, and then did you um, was it very natural of just keeping at it, or was there a point when you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like, yeah, I love this. And there like, was a point, and it was after a really. D- bad run in the Gold Coast. <laughs> I had a really bad run and I kind of questioned what am I doing, you know, like am I ever going to. Mm-hmm. It can be tough up here in Queensland. Oh, yeah. Queensland's are tough. Yeah. but um, um, And then I just decided that's it, I'm going to give it, you know, I asked my, my partner then and 
he was like, yeah, give it a crack if you want. We can do it now. The kids are a bit older. And yeah. so then I just started really – started gigging in Sydney a bit, you know, and um, taking it quite seriously, doing it full time. Yeah. And just throwing everything at it. I remember actually a conversation I had once. I used to do some event management before I um, did comedy. And at one big event, it was like 1200s, it was a builders, um, the Nash- the um, builders Association in Canberra or something, a national awards thing. It was about like 1200 people for a big event. They got Kitty Flanagan to be the comedian and she had to do a 20-minute set. She was so good. She just smashed it and she is so amazing. And backstage I told her that I I did comedy and she went, oh, when are you going to go full time? And I went, oh, no, I, I, I couldn't do that. She goes, you never know how good you can be until you throw everything at it. Yeah. And I, that resonated with me and it took me a couple of years until my kids got older but I did and it, it did make a difference. Well, it is um, when some of those established acts like back you a bit, it's so powerful. Oh, she didn't back me. Oh, okay. She was just – just oh, more in terms of timing and yeah, she was yeah, she was just um, it was just a thought, you know, like yeah. I couldn't even imagine going full time, you mm. know, and but the fact that she said when you put everything on the line, that's when you know how good you can be, mm. you know, you got to risk everything sometimes and just go, I'm going all in, yeah, um, and and then you see, do I have it or not, you know? Oh, sorry, I misunderstood because like what I was because when I first started. Touring down south, like I wasn't getting much interest in Queensland at all. Mm-hmm. But then I'd go down to like Melbourne, Sydney, and some of the established acts were like, "Oh, you know, like interesting, mm. cool act." And this is like people I really respect, and mm. you know, it was like Luke McGregor, Ronnie Chang, like people doing yeah. some cool stuff. So it was like that's what I meant by it can be quite powerful. Oh, like, definitely. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. this is this isn't just mates blowing smoke, you know, mm. or whatever, and it's like. They wouldn't say it for no reason. No, you know? no, that's right. And um, which was lovely. So yeah, just things like that, but they in different make, ways, like yeah. what Kitty said about yep. what you've got to do, and mm. and it, and in hindsight, it can seem like well, that's obvious, but they, you need to hear you, it. You do so, need to hear it. Yeah, yeah, and it is powerful when someone you respect says you're good. Like I remember mm. Fiona O'Loughlin once saw me uh, in 2019 at the Enmore. I did a gala there for the Sydney Comedy Festival. It was my first ever gala. Yeah, and. Um, she said she loved the set and she agreed. She was on board for everything that That's I was awesome. saying. Yeah. And I have loved her. Yeah. You know, I have loved her comedy since I first saw it. Yeah. So. And some of the older acts, like, I don't even, even if I'm not into their particular act, I still mm. respect the the path. Oh, they, yeah. Like being like sort of. Totally. Sounds a bit cheesy, but trailblazers. Totally. Because ter- younger generation now, they know it's it's kind of an option to make it a career, but the the really early days, they, would, uh, they didn't know, like, this can be a career. Mm. They just took it as far yeah. as they could and sort yeah. of paved the way a bit. But yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, awesome. So, then comedy's going good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – I'm going to – I'm trying this new thing on my pod. Do yeah, you want to come with me on this journey? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, I did one yesterday. This is the second one. Um, so basically, it's Wikipedia. I'm, right a, I'm a big Wikipedia dog. Okay. I'm not sure if you. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I don't well, think. I hope I don't um, introduce you to something too addictive. It... That's all right. So, so Wikipedia.org. Yep. Um, all right. It'll ask you to, to donate money. I don't do that. But I probably should. <laughs> you probably should. It's given me um, okay thousands of hours of entertainment. Yeah. So basically, yeah, it's it's an encyclopedia, but. Um, 
Uh, so any topics, um, I don't know if you've got anything that interests you, we can look it up or I can Why don't choose you something. one? Um, okay. <laughs> so yesterday I did the the great molasses disaster of Boston, but we won't do that again. Okay. But um, maybe it's like some – is there any like a historical – anything like um, – <laughs> Okay, you've, you've jumped this on me. Um, Sorry. Let me think. We could just um, type in some letters. Like I'll start with the. Um. A few moments later. Okay. Um, so I haven't even got a title for this. So Goxie's Wacky Wikipedia section. Um, so can you tell us what you've decided on, Chris? Well, I have decided on the snow leopard, Goxie. Oh, this is great. Because they're so cute. And yeah. also I think – you should see how they sleep because they sleep very cutely. So, I saw this on Instagram. So one thing I love about Wikipedia, um, they there's no set thing for like they, they set it up into segments mm-hmm. but there's not – it's not set, right? So obviously it can be an animal, a city, a country, topic, yeah. whatever. And then so often like because I like like musos and sports people and artists and stuff – so sometimes a great segment can just purely be going to like um, controversies, you know, because oh, it's yeah. like, oh, when were they bad? When were? But yeah, so this is an animal. So we'll go down to. Um, should we look at? Uh, we'll just start off briefly, right? Snow leopard, known as the ounce. That's yeah, a weird one. I've never heard of that. Is a species of large cat in the genus Panthera of the family Philidae. Yeah, and there's and there there's only like. 10,000 mature individuals left. Wow. So they're vulnerable um, species. And they just stick to the snow, do they? They don't go. I guess. Yeah. In the alpine and subalpine zones near like Afghanistan and the Himalayas and that, Siberia, West China. You know, something I always wonder about with animals, right? Mm. Like, because um, we've obviously got zoos, we've got. Um, what do you call it, like sales of different things around the world, global sa- selling of things. And so, so what, um, what I'm trying to say is like I just picture like say like a kangaroo in the wild in Germany or, you know, like animals in places yeah, that yeah. they shouldn't be. Oh, so. yeah. Um, These guys wouldn't like it anywhere warm, I don't reckon. Don't think so, yeah. Um, naming and etymology. Old French once. I think they've left an O out there. Mm. <laughs> I've never heard of that ounce. That's crazy. Which was intended. Um, it has broad paws, well distribute the body weight for walking on snow. And they have fur on their undersides to enhance the grip on steep and unstable surfaces um, and minimise heat loss. They've got a thick tail, which is um, due to fat storage. Interesting. That's something I've got in common. <laughs> well, my fat isn't stored in my tail. It's in mostly around the belly. Um, characteristics. Snow leopard's fur is whitish to grey with black spots on the head and neck. What's a rosette? See, this is where Wikipedia is addictive because anything you see blue. Oh, you can can, follow down. Yeah, you can click on it and it goes to another link. See, that says a rosette is a rose-like marking or formation found on the fur and skin of some. Oh, so basically rosette is just the pattern, is it? Yeah. That's amazing. Um... Wow, the pattern is beautiful. The snow leopard's pattern. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. We're not finding anything funny about him. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to necessarily be funny. I mean, it it's helped. It's very cute. I just um just wanted to share my Wikipedia obsession, but mm. um, and because um some people like have doubts about it because it can be edited by the yeah. public. Yeah. But I find things like this would be fine. It's more just. I mean, like, you don't know because how would we know it's, anything it's, about snow leopards? Yeah. So we're believing everything that's yeah, being written. Yeah. So there written. is an element of that. But it's more stuff that's susceptible to pranking. Like, I'm sure if you went on like Donald Trump, it's like, oh, he's orange and mm. says Kavofi or whatever. <laughs> you know, Pete. But like, I can't see snow leopard being pranked by people. No, unless there's someone who's they um, drag their prey to a safe location and consume all edible parts of the carcass. Oh, yeah. that's another thing. I mean, similar to me. Who doesn't do that? Yeah, greenhouse gas emission. Uh, that's not nice. Cultural significance. It can't kill an adult male yak. Yak is a funny name. Yeah. Um, appropriated by Australians for, for a spew. Is that, an, <laughs> is that an Australian word? or I like to think. A wild yak. <laughs> <laughs> That's my biggest problem. We've never gone anywhere. I don't know what stuff is, yeah. is um, you know, narrowed down to Australia. Maybe if I went to somewhere else, they would be. Saying yak for a spew. Yak is a funny name. And well, we're, and we're like, so these animals, that's what's amazing that you can have them in just a tiny part of the world. Mm. So basically just a small part of Asia. Yeah. How's this? The snow leopard's vocalizations include meowing. I like how that's a real <laughs> meowing, grunting. Pruston. What's Pruston and moaning? I don't know. I'm going to click on Pruston to see. It can purr when exhaling. I like how purr is also a. Okay. Pruston is a form of communicative behavior exhibited by some members of the family Philidae. Never heard of Pruston. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Um, Paired snow leopards mate um, 12 to 36 times a day. Wow. Pruston is also referred to as chuffing or chuffle. Oh. So, you know, like, it's like how we say, oh, that's, I'm chuffed at that. Yeah. <laughs> In order to vocalise a chuff, the animal's mouth is closed and air is blown through the nostrils. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, well. Oh, well. Thank, thanks so much for it's in- my pleasure. introducing us to the snow leopard. They're very cute. And if you look at them on Instagram, uh, they, they snuggle when they sleep. They, they're very adorable. There's videos of them um, in their dens just cuddling each other all night. Yeah. Which I didn't know that those sorts of animals did. Yeah. It's cute. But that is a, that's an intriguing um, topic to look into is, is um, animals doing similar things to humans. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sorry if this is a bit grim, but uh, one thing I looked up once, um, it's a little bit grim, but um, animals that suicide. Oh no! Yeah, you want to talk you, about that? Well, that, I did. Prov- I did warn you. It's grim. I'm oh, sorry. Oh wow! But ju- just because you know when people talk about, oh, is it dolphin supposedly the only other animal that has sex for pleasure or something? Right. Which leads to the pleasure, the the <laughs> the classic. Uh, what is it? People go, oh, well, you should talk to my partner. Then you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, like I don't know. Like I said, I'm sorry. It's grim, but it's just intriguing. But then it's. It's not a simple topic because they're like, we don't know if they're walking off the cliff oh, right. accidentally or. Oh my god! Yeah. What is it? Goats or? 
Yeah, I can't remember which oh, animal. Right. Like, look it up if you want. But um, <laughs> oh, dear. but there, there's a. Re- it's it's not very nice. I'm sorry, but because um, is it the? I think one of the Attenborough, David Attenborough things. Oh yeah. Found out about it was really sad. The the seals are like falling down. Oh no! From something like and then they tumble down. Oh no! Yeah, I hate that. I feel really sad now. I hate that. I feel bad on <laughs> introducing all these sad things. But yeah, they're sort of like animals doing human things. Yeah. Isn't there a topic of like, is there any homosexuality in the animal world? Or mm. <laughs> it's interesting. I think to, there is. Yeah. Mm. Maybe they're just like. I don't know. It's not a subject I'm very familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh well, thank you for at least coming into that. Um, Rabbit ju- hole. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying out a new – I thought I should have a like a section of the show that's – Yeah, fair. That you although, although the other stuff is as well. But like, it's it's mainly about getting to know the guests. But I yeah, thought we man. should do something fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hoped it was fun. But it was, it was <laughs> yeah. nice. Well, it's good to know that uh, – Good to know about the snow leopard, so thanks for that. <laughs> My pleasure. I will look into it. Yeah. Do you have any pets, actually? I didn't no, ask No, man, because I travel so much, there's yeah. no way I can have a pet. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I used to have a rotwheeler dog. I, I miss having that, yeah. but it is – it wouldn't be fair to, like – Yeah, it's a bit tough. Leaving the uh, the road the road warrior life and having a pet, mm. yeah. Mm. Well, thank you so much for my coming pleasure, on, Chris. Um, I hope it wasn't – too punishing. Not at all. That should lovely. be my. That's my main pitch to guess. I'll try not to be punishing. No, it was lovely. Thank yeah. you for having having me on. Yeah. So, um, congratulations for everything so far, and I uh, hope it c- continues thanks, on man. at an even higher trajectory. Oh, and thanks. Um, yeah, love love everything you're doing. So, thanks so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks. Um, did you want to plug anything? Or um, oh, look, I've, I've just start, I'm starting a podcast myself, mate. It's called Chris and Sarah Wear the Pants. Yeah, and we're we're launching it on the 29th of May. So, get into it. Well, if you it. ever need a guest, can't give, give <laughs> us a yell. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, but no, check that out. Um, Chris works hard um, touring as well, so yeah, look look out for local dates. Yeah, for sure. I'm, yeah. I'll be in and about everywhere. Yeah, pretty much have to in this. You do, don't you? Yeah, just yeah. keep. Um, no, thanks so much, and yeah, um, hope you guys who listened enjoy listening, and thank you for listening. All right, see you guys later. See ya. Bye.